Hey everyone, before we get started here, I just want to ask you all, pretty please, to go and give us five-star reviews on your podcatcher of choice. That helps us get found in the algorithms, so we can grow the podcast more and more, have more people find us, so we can, you know, all make our million dollars, which is, you know, the goal here. Yeah, that's about it. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Castaway Consultants, where we teach future survivor players how to play the game by criticizing what past players do or do not do. This week, we are talking about the post-merge of Season 17, Survivor Gabon. Which is Survivor, I guess, technically. By the loosest definition, I think it is Survivor. Uh, I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Derek Kubitschek. Yeah, and I'm excited to be here. And this was one of the seasons where I went in with almost no spoilers. I was vaguely aware of a actually only one contestant going in. I think I'd maybe heard of two once I really thought about it. But for the most part, very green, very fresh. So that's the perspective that I am so fortunate as to bring. And I forgot to mention that I am the resident superfan who knows everything about Survivor except Burn Book placement <laughs> yes um, but we didn't have one this season we are also joined by josh wessler hello and i originally watched this season about uh three or so years ago and i'm now i don't know if i would say happy but uh, i'm okay coming back and revisiting this season the point of this podcast is we are uh, here to watch survivor so you don't have to if you don't want to watch every season of survivor you can't because you don't have the time we get it we have the time clearly uh for gabon which is just sad so we're going to tell you which seasons are must-watch Survivor if you can't watch them all. So we're done with season 17, Gabon. Guys, this is must-watch Survivor. Yeah, that's a no from me, Bob. You said that this qualifies as Survivor, and it, and it does. And this, I mean, not to you know bury any leads, but this is not going to end up in my bottom tier of Survivor. I'm full after watching it, but it was not a nutritious diet. This is junk food, if I've ever seen it. <laughs> like, I feel like I went to the grocery store, I'm a little kid, and I just pigged out on some Little Debbie snacks, which are delicious in moderation. I think I maybe had one too many this season, and I was kind of ready for it to be done. Uh, but that being said, it was delicious. So, uh, take from that what you will. Yeah, uh, th- there are some good moments from this. There are some things that uh, do at least come to mind three years later when, when I think about Gabon. Uh, does that make it much worse Survivor? No, it, it does not. Uh, is it a worthless season? No, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't regret watching it, just like I don't regret watching I don't think any season of Survivor. There's one I regret watching. Uh, <laughs> but uh, outside of a, a couple memorable moments, there isn't a whole lot here that we really need to focus on, especially when it comes to the strategy side of it, because a lot of it is common sense stuff that people would not normally do in just the typical average season. This almost feels like a spoof of Survivor. Like, if someone, if, like, the, I don't know, the Waynes brothers were going to make a, a Survivor spoof, I feel like this is pretty close. This, this is the scary movie of Survivor. Yeah, this is a, a, a goddamn train wreck is what this is. Now, don't get me wrong. Train wrecks can be very entertaining to watch. They're not good for anyone, though, <laughs> I feel like. Uh, there's just nothing. I don't think we, I don't think we learned anything this season. And I, th- I think maybe it's a... Maybe this is one of the situations where it would be something that I'd be glad that I watched it if it was like live. And yeah. I'd just tune in every week just to see what is going to happen next because I have zero idea. Like I said, watching it back as, as far as the strategy side and trying to learn from it, <laughs> very, very, very difficult to do. The big thing here is uh, watch Survivor before you go on Survivor. Uh, because most of this cast certainly did not. I was going to say, and, and again, I'm not allowed to do any research about anything Survivor-related so that I can try and stay fresh and green for the audience. Watching this cast try and figure out the game 
it, it felt like everyone was just given a very loose concept of what Survivor was. And not, not so bad that, like, Borneo. But I do think that, you know, maybe ahead of just Borneo, this was the least strategically competent cast through 17 seasons. And, I mean, yeah, you know, Richard Hatch and, uh, and company were able to own the game at the end there. But, I mean... The fact that everyone kind of had some idea meant that there was more strategy in general going on. In Borneo, there was only one strategy going on, and it was the paganging of Pagong tribe. Yep. Uh, but this was a very strategically incompetent season, and it, it made it kind of enigmatic to map it out and figure out how we ended up where we did and why we got there. And I guess you could call that fun, since like I'm trying to become... A super fan of the game and I aspire to complete my my little library of survivor history but I gotta tell you man <laughs> you gotta look you gotta look for the silver linings <laughs> and it, it's crazy there's people out there who have it as in in their top 10 if not like top season because they think it's just so funny and it is funny. It is a comedy. It, it is funny. I, and I have to acknowledge my personal bias is like I enjoy seeing great characters, funny characters, funny moments all woven perfectly into this. I, I was going to say cashmere sweater, but that's not appropriate because survivors. So into this cashmere buff that reflects, you know, outlasting and outwitting and strategy and cutthroat and good moves and competent gameplay and evolution of strategy and all of these things. Yeah, we don't get any of that. No. <laughs> we we get a, a, a decently colorful cast, but that is kind of where it, it stops. And yes, that leads to some explosive moments, but that that's about it. All right, so let's get into ca- the cast. Uh, spoilers. Spoiler alert for the rest of the season. If you like Survivor that's train wrecky and like doesn't make much sense, this is the season for you. There's only a couple of seasons like this, so you know, grab onto them when you find them. If that is not your thing, if you're here for the strategy, skip it. But, like we said, we want you to watch every season. And if you're a completionist. So, spoiler alert from here on out, get out of here. Three, two, one. What the F? (laughs) What the F? (laughs) Susie was one vote away from winning. (laughs) Susie's one vote away from winning. Sugar's name is Sugar, but, you know, she's not a smarty. I mean... Uh, but she is, but she, it's just hard. I don't, Yeah, I remember being so confused when I watched this, The like, uh, not, not live, but watched it my first go around. Like I was watching, I'm like, but how, yeah. L- like, how did we get here? It is the least competent, most inept final three we have had or will ever have. We have the least competent winner we will ever have. We have the worst jury speech of all time. We have the worst jury speech from a winner. Of all time. We have madness and insanity. And the worst final tribal council performance of all time. Not only like one person. We have we have a new bottom of the barrel. We have somebody who beats Colby Donaldson. Yes. But on average. If we were to do an average ranking of every finalist. At this final tribal council. It's definitely last to 17. It's going to be down there in my bottom three. With, with Australia and with Marquesas. And then now Gabon. And we can be more forgetting of those earlier seasons. So. We, we can, yeah. yeah, there's no reason that you should be 17 seasons in. And still basically giving the middle finger to the jury. Figuratively and literally. Alright, this is madness. Let's get into it. Uh, we have nine people left at the merge. Uh, from the Coda Tribe, we have four people coming in. We have Charlie Herschel, a lawyer from New York City. Corinne Kaplan, the love of my life, for those of you who don't remember from the previous episode. Um, Weird bro, man. Pharmaceutical saleswoman from Los Angeles. Sugar Kuiper, a pinup model from New York City. 
and Bob Crowley, a physics teacher from Maine. Coming in originally from the Fong tribe, we have Randy Bailey, a wedding videographer from Missouri. Crystal Cox, an Olympic gold medalist from North Carolina. Asterisk. 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 Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, she got her medal taken away. Steroids. Ken Huang, a professional gamer from California. Maddie Whitmore, a personal trainer from California. And Susie Smith, a hairdresser from Iowa. Those are our nine. Most of them don't deserve to be in the merge. Some do, but most of them don't. Uh, and then our winner picks. Derek, your original winner pick is Randy. Yep. Still in the game. Uh, my original winner pick from when I was a kid was Ken. Still in the game. Josh. <laughs> you don't need to remember, do you? You had Marcus, I believe. I originally had Marcus, and uh, then I switched to Charlie. You switched to Charlie. Well, so we'll see how well this goes for us. <laughs> Spoiler alert, not well. No, I don't think anyone would have had... Uh, our, our, our winner is Bob. I don't think anyone would have ever had Bob as a winner pick after not only the first episode, but even the merge. He isn't... On the season, I swear. I was, I was questioning it when I was watching it for the first time. I was questioning it going into Final Tribal Council. I'm like, it should be, but is it? <laughs> but will it be? It's so weird. Anyway, let's jump into these episodes, huh? Anything else? No, no. We, we can go. <laughs> All right, episode eight, The Brains Behind Everything. So, uh, we're not quite merging yet. We're going to do that in a little bit. We have a reward challenge to kick things off. And here it is. Everyone probably who's ever used the internet has seen this GIF. It is the most famous GIF from Survivor. Most people, even have if seen you've it, never even watched it, most people, if you've seen this GIF, you don't even know it's from Survivor. Yes, it is. Uh, and you'll have to look it up. The Survivor Gabon Maddie GIF. We'll we'll tweet it out with our uh, release of this yes. podcast. Yes, we How about will. that? Yes, we will absolutely will. It is the Fong 3.0 tribe. There, they're waiting at the reward challenge, and they see the Coda tribe coming over the hill. Who did they vote out? Is Marcus. We see the devastation on Corinne's face, the sadness on Sugar's face, and the biggest SHIT eating grin that has ever happened from Maddie. It is glorious. And as someone who tries to be as involved with Survivor as I can without spoiling myself, this is one of those gifts that somehow added up to be greater than the sum of its parts because you see this gift, Ryan already touched on it, everywhere so like when it was coming up ryan and josh because they're wa- josh was watching the merge episode with us and he's like derek watch derek watch it's coming derek because derek's looking at his phone he's like derek put down your phone because <laughs> this is like right at the beginning of the episode like this is out of on. yeah and and you're just kind of settling in and it's kind of an innocuous moment and if you blink you'll miss it but i was so happy because i've been like waiting for it and then like I thought I recognized Maddie's face. Like, the more he became weather-worn and really fell into, like, that survivor kind of, you know, dirty, grungy look or whatever. I'm like, I think I know. I think I've seen you. So, seeing it. Oh, I love it. We have the reward challenge. Raddy. Oh, Raddy. Randy and Maddie. I'm going to keep that in. Raddy. (laughs) Randy and Maddie, during, it's a slingshot golf challenge, which is a really cool challenge. They get into a really big fight when they are, like, an inch from the goal. About how to properly do it. It's just stupid. They win anyway, but it's just, like, stupid. And, yeah, these these players are not great at Survivor. Yeah, it's representative of Randy as a as a player. I mean, I don't want to say person because I don't know him. As a character. As, as a social as, player. Randy as a, as a character, it, it made a lot of sense. And for the record, I can understand why this would be a pretty difficult shot. Because, like, if you pull it back too hard, you might just launch it out. But if you don't pull it back far enough, you might just, like, drop it outside the basket. So I understand why they're stressed, but, like... Come on now. It's a reward just, challenge. Just, just work together and figure it out. That's not what Randy does best. So that is that is not one of his strengths. Harmony. They send Bob to Island so he can find the idol. Fair strategy. Get your ally the idol if it's available. Yeah. Okay. Not like, out there. So I like it. Bob realizes the idol's gone and he makes a fake idol. 
Probably the greatest one Survivor's ever seen. The only other person in contention is maybe uh, Joey Amazing. Fair. Yeah, there's um, a top couple. Yeah, yeah, it's those two with a bullet. And Joe is, was a jewelry designer, I think, at the time, so it makes sense. But Bob just out of nowhere makes this work of art. It's like, just, where did you find these supplies? Bob <laughs> makes two of the three best fake idols I've ever seen, and yeah. I really loved it. Yeah, uh, he just was collecting bits and bobs from all over the place, stealing stuff off flags, uh, off the hidden immunity idol clues, just little little things, and he just builds this thing. And I have to say, this is something that you read about in like players' exit interviews and how they did things and where they scraped these tools together. But it's fun that in this season, and even in the reunion show, we actually got it on the show, on camera. It wasn't from an, an article. This was something that might have given everybody, the entire audience, layman and superfan, a little bit more of an inside look at what goes on, truly. Well, this is the first time we get a, an immunity idol that isn't a coconut with the words like H-I-I written on it, or just an bleeping stick. <laughs> so, of course, we all want to know about it. Effort. <laughs> Effort was put in. <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, wait. You could say that he understood the assignment. Yes. Bob understood the assignment. <laughs> we get to the merge, and then we immediately have the individual immunity challenge, which is just the fire building challenge. Uh, I have an idea. Let's put this in at the final four and make it a super important part of the game. Or or not. They won't do that. <laughs> or please don't. Uh, Susie wins immunity out of nowhere. Okay. <laughs> the least athletic person in, in the season just, just wins immunity. Hey. I mean, you don't have to be athletic to make a fire. It's true, but like she's definitely the most like, what? Really? Hey, you know what? Anyone, we, we say it. If you go on Survivor, you need to know how to make fire. Susie knew how to make fire. Susie knew how to make fire. I don't know if part of that was the fact that, you know, earlier in the season, she's like, oh, I saw how Bob was kind of being left alone because he's working so hard. So I'm going to work so hard. I imagine she practiced fire making a couple times during this venture. And wow, that paid almost immediate dividends. Good for Susie. I don't have necessarily a lot of great things to say about Susie, but this was awesome. Yeah. Two groups of four we got here. We have Corinne, Charlie, Randy, and Bob versus Ken, Susie, Maddie, and Crystal. They're both fighting for Sugar's vote. Ultimately, Ken is the one who wins Sugar over to get uh, everyone to go after Charlie. Now, Ken has a personal vendetta against Charlie because Charlie was the one who spotted the hidden immunity idol clue in the last episode alongside Ken. Spoiled Ken's chance to get the idol. Ken wants Charlie out, so he's telling everybody, yeah, Charlie's the mastermind behind everything over the other tribe. He's so dangerous. Not really true. Uh, so Ken gets everyone to vote out Charlie. Good play by him, though. Hey, sometimes you start throwing stuff at the wall. If it sticks. Yeah, uh, yeah planting seeds of fear is an effective strategy. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my God, they're such a huge threat. Just you talk someone up so much like, oh, oh, oh God, I got to get them out now. Especially when you have players who have never seen the show before. <laughs> it's a really effective move. Tribal Council, uh, Crystal and Randy get into a big fight at Tribal Council. It gets heated. Randy says some very nasty stuff with some racial connotation. As much as I love Randy, this is not a great look. Yeah. It's a bummer. And I, again, I'm not allowed to research anything, so I only have what I saw. This is the kind of thing that in, in, in 2020, 2021, it, it doesn't fly anymore. I'm glad that it doesn't. I really hope that we never get anything like it again. But, you know... We we have to take Survivor good with the bad and just call it out when we see it. So yeah. this this is not okay. Just know that yeah. we're we're not going to gloss over that. Yeah, yeah, not not great. Uh, he, love Randy, but this was not good. Yeah, uh, five votes for Charlie, four votes for Crystal. Right move. Here's the thing: you have this this Coda alliance. You have people like Charlie in that alliance who will destroy like everyone because everyone loves him. You have people who are dangerous players, Randy and Corinne, and who am I forgetting? Bob, super likable, even though he's not really. In the game at this point. 
And then you look at the other tribe, and you have people like Susie and Crystal, who everyone hates, and Maddie, who hasn't done much, and the only really dangerous player there is Ken. Of course, you're going to go after Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a really. I mean, as if you're putting yourself in like Sugar's shoes, I know that she's not always going to make the wisest decisions or the most logical ones, but this might be the most logical one of all. Yeah. Yeah, she went the right group. Yeah, I think that if you have to boil this episode down to what's best for Sugar, because you assume that these four, these groups of four are best with each other, it is better for Sugar to go with the Ken, the Crystal, the Susie, and the Maddie. So, right move. Absolutely. And she was never a part of the Onion Alliance, not really. Right. Because she was with Ace yep. for the longest time, and Ace and Sugar were on the outside of the Onion Alliance. And I think at this point, her closest ally is Ken. Yeah, I think so, so. It yeah. makes enough sense. And this is really... You could look at this as being the turning point of the season. Yeah. If it's if if Sugar would have gone and flipped the other way, or someone else would have gone with this other group of much, much, much more competent uh, players, this could be a completely different season. Yeah. <laughs> Strategically or uh, how entertaining it might be. Well, and this goes to show, honestly, how important the social game is. Like for all of the the, the poor social game that we're gonna, I guess, end up learning about for Sugar. If Randy and Corinne had been less standoffish and maybe more inviting, more like a Charlie, more like a Bob, maybe Sugar would have felt comfortable. We obviously see that she doesn't really care about winning. Oh, yeah. So, like, if she liked you enough as people and she knew you better than them, she very well could have gone with the Onion Alliance. I think that group, the Charlie, Corinne, Randy, Bob group, made a a fair enough mistake. You're assuming everyone is playing to win. And every once in a while, you find someone who is not which can really mess things up. <laughs> which is why we are proponents on this podcast fairly often for cutting out the X factor. Now, I don't know that there would have been a good opportunity to get rid of Sugar, but I do think that everybody left needs to be a little bit more wary of Sugar going forward, even as not necessarily a threat to win, but as someone who will make you lose. You know, I think we've talked about this, uh, we've described this as the Lex. The person who can make moves in the game, but is always making the wrong ones. They initiate all of these things, they drive the, the force and even the strategic chops the game, but they are making terrible, horrible moves. Now, the difference is Lex thought he was making good moves. Sugar knows she's making bad moves <laughs> and doesn't care. And she says so. I think I messaged Ryan in the middle of all this. I'm like, I think Sugar might be the most chaotic good player I've ever seen because it's all about advancing like the hero's storyline, no matter the personal cost, no matter like the societal cost, no matter anything. Like, advance the hero's story. And and it's like the hero of the moment, because if you look at the season as a whole, like, she kind of flops on who the hero is at times. It's so weird. Yeah, it, there has never been anyone like Sugar on Survivor, which I'm fine with. I'm glad, you know, there's no one else who does this. I mean, I guess the closest would be maybe Wendy, but she was more concerned about getting the Sia money by saving the chickens, I think. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and I don't know, because... I know you said that you really like just, like, the chaos. Like, give give us the chaos, but I need them to actually want to advance their own game a little bit. I need chaos that is not self-aware. Sugar knows she's chaos and, like, thrives in it and doesn't just doesn't care. Uh, some of my favorites are the people like Debbie or Reem or Nora. They're chaotic. They don't realize it. They think everything they do is extremely rational and sensible, and they are wrong. And that's my favorite. That's the player who's not self-aware, who just tornadoes the game. That's fun for me. Sugar is less fun because I think she's annoying. You know, I I can appreciate that to a certain extent because, like, let's apply this to a more real-world situation. I'm glad that we're getting to the sugar discussion early. We have to. It's applicable in the first episode. (laughs) And and it's hard to analyze her game going forward. But, like, in the real world, 
Sugar is kind of like that person who she's watching other people play a game and she'll flip the board. It's not like she lost and she flips the board when she knows that she loses. She'll see two other people playing checkers and be like, oops, <laughs> and just like turn the board upside down. Or even better, she's maybe the person who she is playing with two people, one that she likes and one that she doesn't like. And let's say she's playing Monopoly and she trades a property for a quarter of its value just so someone else uh, doesn't <laughs> win. Josh, what's up? So you watch the, uh, for people who don't know, even though you should by now, we're on the, the second episode of our 17th season of our Rewind series. Josh, yeah, if, this, if this is your first episode, go back and listen doing? to everything what are you, else. Sugar, just doing <laughs> chaotic BS. Uh, you watch the first episode, the merge episode, and the finale. Uh, so you get to uh, actually give out your best and worst players. Oh, I do. And then if, if it's an episode you didn't watch, you uh, you are tiebreak, but for me and Derek, if necessary. So Josh, who is your best player of the episode? I ended up giving this to Kenny because he seemed to be the driving force to bringing Sugar over to to their side, which really is the tipping point of the season. We t- we find out. I agree completely. I'm going to also add that he got rid of his biggest rival in Charlie. Yeah. And even if he had to manipulate people into making the right move, he still did it successfully. It has to be Kenny. How about worst player? I had Randy here. Really just the focus fire on Crystal. Don't do this at Tribal. Like, I, I don't really have a good time when you can, when you should at least uh, attack someone because there is no good time. So just don't do it. Yeah, I, I mean, for the record, don't play Survivor like Randy. I, no, I, I feel no. like that is just generally good advice. Uh, but for that reason, he continues to burn bridges. And also, I mean, just to add, add it all, he was on the wrong side of the vote. And obviously, he uh, made Sugar feel isolated enough that she jumped ship. Now, that's not just on him, but pile it on. Yep. He did not help. Uh, yeah, I agree completely. It's Randy. Josh, your winner pick. Yep. Second in a row. is gone. We're on a good run. So, Charlie's gone. Who you moved on to? At this point, I'm looking at the, the, the tribe that really shouldn't be in control. And deciding that I really have no choice because even though I would want to pick someone who has some sort of strategic ability, I can't in in this situation. So I'm going to look to the one person who seems like they might have a little bit behind them. And it's the person who helped swing, like I said, Sugar over to their side. And that's Kenny. He seems like he at least knows what's going on. And really, that's, that's all you need at this point. Welcome to Team Ken. Yep. Episode 9, nothing tastes better than $500. That's not true. That, that is... Money does not actually taste very good. Far from true. Fun fact. Most things taste better than money, actually. <laughs> so, Bob tells Sugar he made a fake idol. Okay, a fake idol does you no good if someone knows it's fake. If anybody knows it's fake. The only time that maybe people should know is if you are in a minority alliance and you want everyone to know and maybe start spreading rumors. This is not that time. No. Especially, especially, especially if you're with talking sugar. To sugar. Like maybe he should tip off like Corinne and Randy, because then you can do some kind of coordinated attack on whomever. You know, maybe you go to Kenny because he's the most paranoid in the group. Maybe you try to bring Sugar back because she has a real idol. I don't know, but don't tell Sugar you got a fake idol, especially on that one that looks so good. I think he was just like, "Look what I made." Yeah, he's just proud. It's show and tell. Yeah, <laughs> he's a teacher after yeah. all. Uh, so we get to the auction, Survivor Auction. Ken gets to send someone to exile since Bob. I've been there before. Ken knows where the real idol is. Totally good. Yep. Corinne bids all of her money on an advantage in the immunity challenge. I love this move. Yeah, if, if an advantage or anything pops up, you bid 500 or whatever amount of money. You just jump to the max. And, I mean, we're going to see at least one mistake get made with something like this later on. But Kenny... 
I need to talk about it. He had like $800 he could have outbid Corinne for this, and he chose not to. And that yep. was a bad move. Now, granted, Corinne wins immunity. There's still two people to choose from. I, would, I won't go so far to say it's a bad move because you have so many options still. But, like, yeah, maybe you should have gone for it. You know, maybe if it was like, if it wasn't an advantage in the immunity challenge, but like an advantage in the game. Maybe an idle clue. You know, if, that Jeff, Jeff will say stuff like that. This is for an advantage in the game. And if that's all he says about it, yeah, everything down. It's less important for an immunity challenge if you still have options on the board. You know, they don't do the auction anymore, but if they ever bring it back, you buy the advantage. Save all your money, buy the advantage. And this is probably why they don't do the auction anymore, because everybody wants to do that. Yeah, because Jeff is just like, well, I, you know, here's a nice burger. I guess no one wants that. Oh, hey, look, a peanut butter bar. No one wants that. Odds are we're never going to see the auction See, again. they should... They should have one where there's multiple advantages, like two, and they're both like really small, and everyone spends all their money on the first one, not knowing there's a second one. <laughs> yeah, coming. maybe start with the advantages, and it's and say like, oh, multiple people can get this, and everyone spends their money. It's just like a really crappy clue to the immunity yeah. idol. Or like, here's a hundred dollars to spend in the auction today. <laughs> or here's here's a, everyone who wants an idol can buy one, and then everyone has an idol, and then chaos happens. <laughs> Island of the idols. No, Island of the idols. No. <laughs> I mean, the reboot. Randy buys a, a plate of cookies and, give, and is going to give one to everybody in the tribe. And Sugar just antagonizes him the whole time. Says she doesn't want one at first. Give give mine to Maddie. Uh, Randy's like, oh, no, it's, it's, no, that's not how this works. Maddie doesn't give two. And Sugar finally accepts one and gives it to Maddie. And, and Randy ends up not getting a cookie. Now, normally I wouldn't bring this up because it's dumb and stupid. But there's a very important point here I want to make. Randy is going to hold on to this. He didn't get a cookie. And everyone's going to kind of ridicule him for this. And dude, look, dude, it's just a cookie. Dude, it's just a cookie. Randy, allegedly, he's, he's going to say at the finale. Don't know if this is how true this is, but we'll never know. Randy says he was between Susie and Bob and decided not to vote for Susie. Which, and he was the swing vote. Decides not to vote for Susie because Susie is basically saying it's just a cookie, not a big deal. Bob wasn't there because he was at Exile Island and didn't say anything like that. So Randy's implying million dollar cookie. So my point here is, yeah, it's just a cookie to you and maybe randy is just you know messing with all of our heads i can totally see well, yeah he probably and on i will say it's more likely than it isn't but honestly that doesn't matter it doesn't because what is important is this cookie was important to randy and that's an important thing in survivor is you need to take a step back and realize yes and, and even in life some this is some application for life there are things that will not seem important to you but you have to recognize no matter how trivial or insignificant they seem they are important to other people and unless you can recognize that you're going to run into problems yeah, and, and from just a... That's beautiful. I almost don't want to jump back into the game. I just want to take a moment because Ryan very rarely has great real-world advice. <laughs> but even in the game, I mean, your alliance has the upper hand. Jury management started at the last vote-out. The second that Charlie gets voted out and your alliance is in control, jury management starts that moment. I mean, it's always there, but that moment you need to be thinking about it. Sugar, well, you know, she doesn't care. Maddie probably shouldn't have accepted the other cookie and maybe just given it back to Randy. I yeah. think that's the ideal move for him. And Susie, you let everyone else burn the camp down around you. Let them do it. Let them do it to themselves. If Randy wants to throw a fit about a cookie, you let him do it. You empathize with him. And then when he's not around, be like, it seemed like he was overreacting. Yeah, talk, talk about him behind his back, of course. So what we're going to find out about Susie is she talks a lot and every thought that comes in her head, she has to say it. That's not a good trait for Survivor. Yeah, that little red button that most people have in their brains that tell you not to say things. Susie doesn't really have that. If you don't have one, get one. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just shut up for a while. And... In install the e-brake. <laughs> so Randy, he knows they're screwed, and he thinks his only chance is, like, if Bob gets the idol, 
We'll get all of them. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll draw the votes. I'll be just a complete jerk to everyone. I'll draw the votes. We'll play the idol on me. That's our only shot. Now, I like this move. You probably should have waited to see if Bob, because he's just like, you know what? Just preemptively, I hate you. I hate you. You're all trash, and I hope that everybody gets struck by lightning. Yeah, I basically tell Suji to shut the F up at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's swearing at everybody, insulting everybody. It's great. And even Maddie's like, dude, you don't have to do this. He's like, no, I, I really do. That's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just being honest. <laughs> we get to the immunity challenge, and it's a two-round immunity challenge, and Corinne gets her advantage, and she gets to skip to the final round. Doesn't matter, Ken wins. Uh, womp womp. Uh, so Ken- waste of $500. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's not a waste. You know, not a waste. It, you're doing the best you can with the information you have. Uh, I won't call it a waste. It's a, it, it ended up not working out, but it's still the right move. Ken wins. Sugar asks Bob, like, hey, you have that fake idol. Why don't you give it to Randy and tell him it's a real idol? And then we'll vote him out. It'll be hilarious. Bob agrees to go along with this. Because I, th- I think, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, because it's Bob. He's trying to get in good with Sugar. You know, try and, like, build that bond and, like, maybe I can, he can wiggle his way into the alliance. I don't know if that thought really crossed into his head. Uh, it's hard to say with Bob. I think it actually did because he does mention it a couple of times that, like, that was a strategic move. So I'll give him credit for it. I still don't know if it was a great move, though. Just jur- like going back to the jury management side of it. Yeah. Because you are burning a bridge here. Well, should be burning a bridge here with at least one person if, if you are willingly just giving it to them to make them look stupid. And you can, I think Bob could have pulled this off just fine. And if, you know, if he's going to, he's going to get Randy's vote. But I think when we're going to get to his final trouble counts performance, he could have just said, like, Randy, I'm really sorry. I, I didn't like how it played out, but the reason I gave it to you, it was strategic. I, Sugar asked me to do that because she knew I had a fake idol. I thought it might help me get in better with her. I knew we were screwed. I, I, I did you dirty. I'm sorry. I felt bad about it. I chewed them all out when we got back for laughing so hard at you. I felt bad, but I felt like it was a necessary move to make. Boom. Bob does a terrible job at explaining himself at Final Tribal Council. Horrible job. But I, I, you could, you can pull this off. Yeah, arithmetically, I think that this is a net negative, just to go back a little bit and talk yeah. about this. Because if you piss off your original Onion alliance, the people who were in that tribe with you, because I know Bob was kind of on the outs, Randy sort of supplanted him, you're now making four people potentially on the jury angry because you've now done them dirty by doing doing this to Randy. And let's say you do make it to the final three. Well, two of the people in this alliance that you're helping are not on the jury. So they're, you're not going to get their votes anyway. This is not a good move for Bob, really, no matter how you look at it. I understand the way he thought about it. But I think that if you really boil it down, this this was a pretty stupid idea. There's some logic to it. You can pull it off. It's tricky. It's extremely tricky. And Bob's lucky that he went to the end with Susie and Sugar. Yes. So they go to Tribal Council. Crystal yells at Randy in her voting confessional, like, F you, forget you, go home. I can't remember it all, but it's glorious. Yeah. Uh, everyone hears it. Everyone. Randy plays the fake idol. And, and Bob looks just so ashamed. And, and the worst part is he voted for Susie for no reason. Like, dude, just own the fact that you're screwing this guy over and vote him out. Just vote for him. For real. He, this is a half measure. If you're going to do someone dirty, you got to do them dirty. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to if you're gonna pick the path, you got to follow all the way through. If you don't have the heart to follow all the way through with it, that's either because your gut is telling you this is a bad move, or maybe you're too nice for Survivor, and it's a bad idea. And uh, Bob is too nice for Survivor. Bob is too <laughs> nice for Survivor. I mean, obviously Dot shows what I There's know. A big old asterisk six this season, man. Bob is too nice <laughs> for Survivor. Five votes for Randy, three votes for Susie. It's a great move. 
Yeah, you have someone who's causing that much chaos around camp. You just got to cut them. You know, for the for the majority five, yeah. I, I, I don't know who would be the next option. I mean... Corinne. Yeah, he's not... Even if he makes it to the end, he's probably not going to win. But don't even take that chance. Just cut him loose. Like, he was talking about burning down the camp. You, you can't let someone like that stay in the game. You just can't. I, I guess it's not giving into the terrorist demand. Sometimes you just got to kill the terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> for best player, I had Ken. He sent Bob to Exile Island. He won immunity. He took out Randy. I went a slightly different route. I, I didn't think that... I mean, yes, Kenny did win immunity, and I guess that kept it in the hands of the Alliance, but I ended up settling on Maddie as kind of like a... He was the only person to handle Randy's meltdown and not really burn the bridge, even though ended up with an extra cookie. Didn't draw much ire from Randy for the entire thing. And even though Sugar kind of drove the strategy this episode again because, you know, Bob admitted to the fake idol and she convinced Bob to do something bad... A lot of those moves were not good, especially on the social side. I more fell on a good play by omission because Maddie handled the social side so well. So in, a, in an episode that was driven by the social narrative, I felt like Maddie did the best. I feel like there's not a whole lot here. There really um, isn't. <laughs> uh, Welcome to Gabon. Yep. I'll go, I'll go with Kenny. Again, not a lot here. Sorry, Derek. I'm sure we'll agree on worst player of the episode. Uh, I had Bob. Yeah, it's Bob. <laughs> uh, for telling Sugar about the fake idol. Yep. Everything involving Randy. Yep. And if you wanted to go that route, okay. But you got to fully commit. And yeah. he didn't do that. <laughs> he ended up on the wrong side of the vote. He ended up on his own side of the vote. Yeah, just there, there was some logic, but he, he just like executed in the worst way possible. Randy is going to play again. Do we want to see it? Josh, how about you go first? Nope. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Josh, you're like the biggest Randy hater I know, except for maybe Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think I talked about it quite a bit in our pre-merge podcast for for the season. But yeah, I am not a fan of Randy at all. It wasn't the first time around. I, I see the appeal for some people. So like I, I completely get it. It's just not my cup of tea. And after just a little bit of exposure, uh, it's just the type of person who I don't want to see. I have a question. What about the reunion show where we get like almost a peek under the facade a little bit at Randy? Does that change anything? I don't think so because that almost makes it so it, it makes it so that it, it looks like he is faking it, uh, which, which he completely could be. This could all just be an act. I believe it is, and I like that shouldn't rub me the wrong way. And maybe it's just because I have a negative opinion about him in the first place. But I like it to be. A, I'd like that person to be at least a, a close variation of who they are. And, and maybe that is exactly who Randy is. I, I just don't like the way that he acts around people, if that makes sense. And he has a really good strategic mind that you got a little bit in the pre-merge. But he would easily just throw all that away just by how he talks to people. And I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I gave my accolades to uh, Randy in the pre-merge for basically... No half measures. I'm all in with my new swap alliance. And I think we gave him best player of the pre-merge. And I, and I think we may have yeah, done so I as well. But I got to say, I, I don't think I want to see him again either. For one, I think that he wouldn't add anything to the season that he is going to be on. Because I think that everyone will get the shtick. He'll get voted out quickly. And I'm not really here for that. Or he'll get dragged all the way to the end because everybody will hate him. The other thing I don't like about that particular type of personality is by its very nature, it hogs a lot of screen time. Almost in the same way that I felt about Rupert in season seven, by the time we got through the pre-merge and it was like Rupert and friends, it kind of felt like, uh, you know, everybody hates Randy. 
<laughs> um, and, and, and I really didn't like it. So this is no knock on Randy. If he has to come back and play again, I would hope that it would be on a you know a, an all-returner season where they're going to give more time to other people. So I guess it could work. But theoretically, I, I don't need to see him again. I love Randy. Bring him back. He's mm-hmm. great. I know he's been, uh, for years, he's been trying to get on Big Brother. Do it, you cowards. Sure, that sounds a perfect archetype for Big Brother. That <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, oh, and I suppose for the other thing, uh, if they did bring him back again in 2021, people would look back at this one tribal council with the, the, the racial connotations, and uh, I don't think it would go well. So I don't think Randy will be back on Survivor for that reason, if none other. Derek, you lost your winner pick. Randy's gone. I have indeed lost my winner pick, and honestly, I'm, I'm pretty excited because I was not a fan of Randy at this point. I'm going to jump right in the Ken boat. Um, he seems to be fairly in control. His competence and uh, acumen is building, whereas everyone around him seems to kind of be standing still. But at the same time, he manages to still look, I don't want to say like feeble, but he's not painting this huge target on his back within his alliance, and that's impressive. So, landed on Kenny. Welcome to the Marth side. What? <laughs> I, I do main as Marth. I'm not as good as Kenny, but I do main as Marth. Episode 10 is the recap episode. Episode 11, the good things in life aren't easy. Wait, we don't want to go back and talk about everything again? Nope. <laughs> Bob gets mad at everyone for laughing at Randy on his way out the door. And yeah, this is going to work out for Bob, because I think this might be what gets Bob Randy's vote at the end. I think it might be. So, you know, normally I say, don't yell at everyone on your tribe. But, <laughs> <laughs> this is Gabon. <laughs> I, I would say we. it's still safe to say don't yell at everyone on your tribe. Yeah. I, I don't think we could use uh, the results that we get from most things in the season as ways to think going forward. We can't be results-oriented thinking. We just need to remember that, everybody. You know, things are going to work out in a way that it shouldn't have, but it did. And don't let that cloud your judgment on how to play Survivor. <laughs> you know, the, the, I think the first time I said this, it was in Survivor China. So, you know, all of two seasons ago, you can go back and listen to me talk about this. I, I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was when um, it was either James or the other guy getting John voted. John Rivera? No. Aaron. Aaron. Oh, yeah, James It's it yeah. either James or Aaron getting voted out. And I know that us three, you two were on one side and I was on a different side of that particular argument. Yep. But... I basically fell on this idea that the fundamentals of Survivor break down sometimes. You just yep. reach the end of the logical universe. Bob reached the end of the logical universe because if you end up at the end with anybody but Susie and Sugar, who openly admit that, yeah, Bob went back and was angry, you might not get the result that you get. But again, the fundamentals break down, so don't do this. Yeah, Bob got away with it. But don't do this. Yeah, it don't don't copy this. Bob is not a player you want to emulate. No, he you know he he seems like the type of person you want to emulate. He's not the survivor player you want to be. Yes, we're not here to teach you how to be Bob. That's a different podcast. Go listen to some survivalist stuff. Yeah, that's not this. Anyway, uh, Sugar and Corinne did a big fight as well, and look at these two didn't win. So there we go. Logic. <laughs> Bob wins the loved ones reward and gets to bring everyone back to camp with them, which is some BS. No, I hate when Starbucks does this. You don't bring everyone back to camp. You bring some of them and you make everyone else upset. That's what's fun about the loved one's visit. People are crying and angry because they didn't get to see their loved ones very long. The only time when you can do this is when it's season 40. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this, these there are, are no exceptions. winners at war. <laughs> They're close. You, you know, honestly, and, and maybe this is a hot take, I don't mind that everyone got to come because for one reason, I, I really enjoy the loved one's visit. Like, yeah, me there's, too. There's, there's not a lot of touchy-feely stuff going on. 
in Survivor, but you get just a quick break from it. And I also think that it opens up the players emotionally and then you might get something really crazy that's going to happen. So I think whenever you can turn logic-driven people into emotionally-driven people, even for a moment, you never know what might happen. And the more that you have, the better odds of it happening. No, no, no. no. If you give it to half the cast, let's say, yeah, this is going to open up all of them into emotional places, but half of them are going to be, like, pissed off about it. Half of them are going to be like, oh, I love this person. I can't vote them out now. And it's great. Chaos. Maddie proposes to his girlfriend. They're still married, as far as I know. This is a pretty cool moment. Oh, uh, yeah, it was nice. It was a sweet moment. Bob saves himself. He wins immunity in a really cool challenge. It's just, it's like bocce ball, but on huge-ass hills. Just tossing balls down a hill. Uh, I love this challenge. Gibbon's got some great challenges. Yeah, this is one of those ones that you really couldn't do anywhere but, like, Africa, basically. And I want to say this is one of the highlights of Gabon for me is the, the challenges. I agree. Are just awesome just because the landscape is so unusual. I agree. So that's something I really like about this season. It's just, it, it is a unique location. So Bob's got immunity. He's got this plan. He's going to make another fake idol. And going back to this well, and he's going to tell it, Kenny it's actually the idol Marcus and Randy threw in the ocean. But Marcus actually didn't throw it in the ocean. He hit it back at camp, told Bob where it was, got voted out without it. So now Bob has it. So Bob's got an idol. And he's telling Corinne this plan. And she's like, wait, that's the real idol? No, no, no. It sounded pretty good, though, didn't Oh, beautiful. How does this, how did this work? How? How does how do they pull this off? Because this is going to work almost perfectly. Yeah. It's Bob's best move of the season, besides mm-hmm. getting so close to Sugar by accident. This is insane that this works. And it should never have worked. Because Kenny's going to buy this hook, line, and sinker. I mean, a big part of it is going to be showing the fake idol. And again, Bob has made two of the best three fake idols that have ever been shown on screen. Shows it to Crystal, and she's like... Oh, yeah, that's an idol. That's definitely an idol. And honestly, if you'd have shown it to me on Survivor, I'd be like, mm, mm, I don't want to believe it. I don't know. I sh- I, I, Show me the note. I don't, yep. I don't know if it'll change my mind on anything, but I think that might be a real idol. Yeah, nowadays, you know, we're going to see it come edge of extinction. People are going to be like, where's the note? You got the note? Show me the receipts. Or Ghost Island, we're going to see this too as well. I think that's the first time we really see it. Show, you got to have the receipts. And, they and, don't people, have to, and people even get around it now with uh, with notes. Yeah, yeah, with you know fake notes. And I think Survivor should just get rid of notes. I think that would be fun. No notes. Like, it's a real idol, but you don't get a note with it. I think yeah. That could be fun. Like, there's no paper. The reason it shouldn't have worked, though, it's not even, like, how real the idol is looking. It's because the other alliance still has the numbers. All you have to do is, like, guess it right. Feign a direction. If anything, like, you know, it ends up working out, but... Well, not for the two people who uh, who uh, <laughs> fell for this. Correct. So let's go get into this. So the plan is Corinne and Bob want to get Kenny and Crystal to buy into this. This is a fake idol, which they do, and blindside Maddie instead, which they say, okay, yes, we'll do that, which is great. Kenny and Crystal. All right, it's perfect. You convince Corinne and Bob you're in. They vote for Maddie. If it's a real idol, bummer, Maddie's gone. Not you, though. If it's And, and he is a threat. He's got to go. Maddie's near the top of most likely to win. Definitely top two, I think. If it's a fake idol, okay, you, you stick to the plan, you get rid of Corinne. Yep. Kenny and Crystal decide, hey, we're going to flush this idol. That's, that's exactly what they're going to do. Except Kenny is going to join up and vote for Maddie. He's going to throw one extra vote on Maddie for some reason. Stupid. All you got to do is convince Corinne and, and Bob, and then you just both vote for Corinne and play dumb. This was ter- Kenny shoots himself so hard with this move. 
Uh, Kenny's played a great game up till now, and he just destroys everything. He's self-destructed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I like that. that well done. Especially from you. I don't know how much Super Smash Brothers you've played in your life. I sat like... here for a while trying to think of what a suicide in, in a Smash was. I'm like, oh, that's right. Wow. <laughs> well done, Josh. Props where it's due. That was great. So for those of you who don't know, a self-destruct is when you accidentally throw yourself off the stage in Super Smash Brothers, which is the game Kenny's a national or a world champion at. So those of you who didn't get the reference, so that was actually a really clever joke from Josh. Yeah, this is just a horrendous move. Horrendous. Four votes for Corinne. Three votes for Maddie. Ultimately the right move. I mean, the right person went home, but Kenny, what have you done? <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. Because Corinne was a threat. You know, people liked Corinne, especially on the jury. You got three people on the jury already who love Corinne. And other people like Maddie and Ken got along with her too and Bob. So Corinne is an absolute threat. So you got to get rid of her. You know, obviously Sugar and Susie don't like her, but, you know, that's two. So, right move, I think. It was the right move. I mean, again, except for, except for Kenny. the method. Like, the so, method was wrong. Yeah, so so Corinne goes home here. Yeah, but Kenny throws a vote on Maddie for some reason. He's expecting Corinne to play the idol. She doesn't. She Because she, she doesn't have one, so she goes home. So even though... So I, I think I see where you're confused. I, my my Ryan, confusion is... is Ryan be- says that, like, it absolutely works. It absolutely works for Bob, because we're going to see this pay dividends next episode. Yeah, basically, this is Bob's best move because he destroys Kenny's game. Yeah, it does not work for Bob and Corinne, but it works for Bob. It fractures that alliance. If you're going to flip, you better be dang sure that person goes home. Yeah. Guess what, Kenny? Maddie didn't go home. <laughs> yeah, you have you have zero, uh, zero reasons to be sour grapes after this. And he's huge sour grapes. Huge, huge sour grapes. Oh, my goodness. It's really annoying. I really liked Kenny up until the final Trouble Council where he's so sour grapes. This is where I stopped liking Ken. Not not this episode, but the beginning of the next episode is where I'm kind of done. So he's kind of unlikable in the next episode, but he's trying to make a move, which we're going to get to in a second. So I can respect that. Once you're out and you lost, you know, get over it. Sure. Um, I, so I can respect Kenny trying up until he finally goes out. Yeah. I, even though it's kind of unlikable. One of the few people. <laughs> yeah. So, Derek, who do you have for best player of the episode? Yeah, it's Bob. He won immunity, and he would have been the target otherwise. They discussed this because he's a physical threat. He made another amazing fake idol, showed it to Crystal, who then verified its existence to Kenny, and even though his teammate still went home, this episode is still the biggest net positive for him because he's still around, plus chaos. You can type this equation out, and you don't know the answer. Yeah, he sold that insane story that no one should have bought in a million years and blew up Ken's game. Yep. It's Bob. Uh, how about worst player? Oh, it's Ken. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he killed Kenny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also well done, especially for someone who doesn't watch much South Park. Nice <laughs> reference. You guys are on fire tonight. Yeah, it's Ken. And yeah, I think we've explained why. <laughs> yeah, we we're we're good. We don't we don't need to beat the dead horse. So guys, I have good news. Corinne is gonna play again. Uh you guys wanna see it? Based on what we saw this season, I will say that I do want to see Corinne again. She seems like uh the final evolution of Jerry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, because Jerry kind of gets, and, and, and you know, I, I agree with Jerry. On All-Star, she's talking about how this game has, like, a mental taxation, and, you know, people will give you hate and vitriol in real life for no reason. And that is a fair concern. It's something that people don't pay enough attention to, but you can avoid all that trouble if you're like Corinne, and that l- makes you feel good. And you thrive on yeah, it. Yeah, you, you feed on the hatred. So I kind of enjoy the fact that we have like a villain who went to Jeff and was like, 
come on. Really? I was, was so much worse than how that. Was the, how was I the backup villain this season? I was great. So, but I will say, she didn't get enough of the annoyance, like, to be so bad and, and up front and center like Randy was. I liked the edit she got. And maybe it was a maybe it was a function of the edit. I don't know. But I am happy to see Corinne play again. Yeah, I'm good with it. it it's one of the... There's a lot of people who fall into the villain category that aren't really that shouldn't really be categorized that way. Uh, she's one of the closest things to like an actual like pure villain that you're going to see on Survivor. And we don't really get to see a whole lot from her this season. So, yeah, of course. Bring her back. I love her. <laughs> Still weird, bro. Still weird. Uh, no, she's the best. I love Corinne. She's, she's so funny. I think she's one of the funniest Survivor contestants of all time. I highly recommend if you have, like, some... If you don't get offended by jokes easily, uh, listen to some of the older... Like, I, I guess it would be, like, mid-20s through mid-30s. What she used to do is go on Rob as a podcast and would do a preseason cast assessment where she would just, like, look at the bios of the people right after they got announced. And, you know, would just basically do a roast. They would they would just roast every person. And she was so mean, but she was so funny. Uh, some of the best podcasts I've ever listened to in my life. Highly recommend. Corinne's the best. Play again. Episode 12, The Good Guys Should Win in the End. Maddie confronts Ken and is really angry about it. And Sugar's like, oh, Ken, don't worry. Maddie's going next. That was a lie. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but Sugar's doing good. She's, like, trying to keep the drama down. Just, like, it's all good. I'm definitely with you. Don't worry about it. Sugar has chops. Yes. That's the crazy thing. She has the ability to manipulate people into doing what she wants. She has strategic know-how. She just chooses to ignore it. <laughs> and she is, And she doesn't ignore it. She just... Like, she's right-handed, but she's fighting with her left hand. On purpose. On purpose. She has a right hand. It works fine. This is is the masked man versus, like, Inigo Montoya. Like, they're both fighting left-handed. They want to give the other person a fighting chance, and then they switch to their right hands. Sugar never switches to her right hand here. I think Sugar genuinely could have won this game. I I 100% agree, and and I'm excited to talk about this towards the end. Now, granted... You know, I, I do my, my rankings of everyone. Once we get p- past the first to remember, I rank everybody from most likely to win to least likely to win. And I have her second to last because I'm including her final travel council performance. I think she could be... If we had a final two situation, Sugar versus Crystal, I think Sugar would win because everyone hated Crystal even more. Jeez. But, yeah. And no one liked Crystal except Caddy. Sugar basically can't... So, like, we have a final three. Sugar cannot win. But what's crazy is if she just changed how she played the game she could win and it's like weird it's like messing up the formula i have in my head for this this whole thing it's like i, I don't want to do with gabon it's such an anomaly yeah and, and and i have thoughts and we'll get to all of those towards the end i think ken confronts bob plays the victim card like bob you really screwed me over and this works because bob's such a nice guy and feel genuinely feels bad because he, he did screw ken over but that's the game and he's like hey I, if i win immunity next time i'll give it to you no bob why, why? not great bob Maybe promise, like, reward or something, not immunity. Yeah. <laughs> and Bob's going to win a reward. And he takes Crystal and Ken with. So maybe to, like, try and make amends. And ends up sending Susie to exile. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> okay, whatever. You know, try and make build, rebuild those bridges. You know, your bottom. You got to do something. Sure. And, and I, I respect the play to bring the two arguably most influential on the remaining alliance to say, like, listen... I understand that you guys are in control now, but you get rid of me, and all of a sudden there are three people versus the two of you, and you've done a pretty good job at putting targets on your back. Maybe you go with me right now. 
and I don't know if we ever really get any of this on the edit, but this is a good play. Arithmetically, this makes a lot of sense, rather than trying to play to the bottom of the alliance. What does arithmetically mean? Like, additive, like numbers, okay. like, you know, one plus one is Arithmetically, basically. Yes, yes, that's what it is. It's, it's arithmetic word of the podcast. Yeah. I, He's I, used I, it twice Yeah, now. I noticed, and I was like... <laughs> I, I'm using it because, like... He read we, it in we, a book we, we this week. We don't usually need to talk about, like, the math, but... The decisions that they make go against the math. At least sometimes in other seasons, you're like, oh, the math might work here a couple different ways, but we need to lean on different social crutches or different, like, threat levels. And this time it's like, Bob, why why are you doing this to Randy? The math doesn't work either way. Sugar, why are you doing this? The math doesn't work either way. Kenny, why are you doing this? The math doesn't work either way. Like, this, this whole post-merge is all about the math. It's wrong. The math's wrong. The math is wrong. You know, we talked about how, like, the first 10 seasons of Survivor were, like, the old school, and how this was kind of like the middle school season yeah. of Survivor. This season is definitely when we got sent back to remedial. Yep. You know, Summer school. Summer school, baby. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It, 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 this, is, this is difficult, man. So that's why I keep saying arithmetically, because I didn't think that we would need to be teaching people how to count votes. And I'm sure our podcast listeners all know this, so this is just redundant to them. I'm sure, yes. Maddie goes to work on Sugar trying to convince her that Crystal and Ken are lying to her. Doesn't seem to work for now. Dun, dun, dun. Maddie, Ken, and Crystal, they all get into a big fight, and Crystal's pretty harsh on Maddie, though Maddie was definitely not innocent in this fight. But Sugar's like, man, they're being so mean to Maddie. A good person should win in the end, so I'm going to throw the game all over the board, <laughs> and I'm going to save Maddie. Frickin' Judge Dredd over here. Like, <laughs> you're being mean. Yep, that that's literally it. Yes. No, bad, don't do this. You want the mean people around. We have a blindfold immunity challenge. Bob wins. It's hilarious because Crystal and Susie are just, like, off the course wandering around in the middle of a bone. That's true. It was great. Getting eaten by elephants. Yep. <laughs> Ken's like, hey, Bob, I, I really need the immunity necklace. And Ken wants to pull the old Eric Riken back, get the immunity necklace from him, and vote him out. Good luck, dude. Here's the thing, is if there was ever a season to try to pull that off, even though people should already be aware of it, it'd be this season. Yeah. Because a lot of wrong. these people haven't seen Survivor. Oh, I don't hate the move. No, from, no, no, no. From, from Kenny trying to look at someone like Bob who's not playing strategically, I'm not going to say that he's an emotionally driven player, but I will say that he is very influenced by his emotions, or he's more likely to be. So even though he doesn't make this mistake, would he have if Sugar hadn't kind of spilled the beans? I, I don't, think he would have. I don't know. I think Bob could have easily gotten Riken back out of this game. Yeah. Basically, Kenny's going, hey, hey everyone. Go tell Bob you want to vote me out tonight, and that'll convince him I'm in danger. Because Bob's like, if I, if I think you're going home, I will give you the necklace. And Ken's like, hey, go tell him I'm going home. And Sugar goes to Bob and tells him what's actually happening. Um, and she only wants to align with the good people. And this is where Sugar loses me. It's subjective. But it's a good person. Yeah. Tribal Council, despite Ken's best efforts, Bob keeps immunity. Sugar plays the idol on Maddie or gives him the idol at Tribal Council. Doesn't really matter. It's four votes for Crystal, two votes for Maddie. Stupid. Uh, it should have been Maddie or Ken going. By voting out Crystal, Susie can no longer win the game. Susie and Sugar are now at the bottom two. They cannot win the game. Why take out Crystal? Everyone can beat her. And also, she's terrible at challenges, hilariously. 
They voted her out because she was mean to Maddie once, and I, you know, I, you know, she sucked to live with. But like, come, come on. I've got, I've got nothing, by the way. Like, <laughs> I, this is I, insane. I, I have no reasoning here. We are, um, we already did our sugar discussion. So yeah. how can it's, it's more a continuation of that? Yeah, we can't sit here and discuss any further how sugar plays this game. She's chaotic good, and flavor of the month is Crystal's a bully, and we need to get rid of her. And she happens to have enough influence to move the piece like the Lex. You know, if you're going to do this, at least get rid of Ken. Like, if you're going to go that direction, get knock out Ken. He's a threat. Yeah. Everyone likes Ken except Bob. (laughs) It it would make more sense to target Ken. Because, like, Sugar's accidentally playing a near-perfect mercenary game. (laughs) But, like... I, I don't know. The real money was her emotions she had along the way. Yeah, right? I don't know. She's like Deadpool. You know, she's like the Merc with the yeah, mouth. Yeah, she's a little Deadpool. You know? Except Deadpool kind of does like the... He's kind of like... I guess he's chaotic good. Yeah, Deadpool's he's, kind of chaotic good. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't even say kind of. Deadpool is the chaotic good Marvel superhero. I think like maybe 1B of that category is like the Guardians of the Galaxy, sure. right? Deadpool is chaotic good. Sugar is Deadpool. There, I'm, I said it. Sugar is the Deadpool of Survivor. And something I never thought anyone w- would ever say. And here we are. Best player, I had Bob. <laughs> just d- defeated. Like, Ryan is, like, defeated. You're just like, I got Bob. <laughs> so the, the low-hanging fruit is that Bob won immunity and he saved himself. But I do also want to say that, like, Sugar had a confessional in this episode where she's like, I would rather go to the end with Bob and have him win than go to the end with bullies. And then, like, at Tribal, Maddie's like, Bob is a great guy. I wouldn't be sad to see him win. I'm like, what? (laughs) Are we just holding his hand across the finish line here? All right, you can do it. Yeah, basically, (laughs) these, these people are all like... Like Boy Scouts helping the old guy across the street to the million dollars. That's what this is. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> I, I really hope they got their merit badges for yeah. community service. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he bought uh, Ken and Crystal on reward, which I did like. One immunity, eliminated Crystal. Yep. He can beat everyone left except for maybe Maddie. Yeah. I don't want to say that there's a bad vote out for Bob because Bob is... Public enemy number one. Any vote that's not him is good for him. Yeah, Crystal going out doesn't hurt his game in the slightest. No. So, you know, I'm iffy on this one, but I think it's Bob. So, for worst player, though, it's Sugar. It's Sugar. It's It's Sugar. sugar. But, like, do I really want to grade this like this for the rest of the post-merge? Not really. I'm going to give a dishonorable mention to Kenny, but a lot of it is just because I feel like he hammed it up a little bit too much and made it a little too obvious. Maybe he should have kept it a little bit more to need to know and not maybe disclosed it to Sugar. So I felt like that was a pretty big mistake. That being said, Sugar's the worst player of the episode, but I just don't want to talk about that. She decided to save Maddie for some reason. She played the idol on him for some reason. Uh, this was the last time you could play the idol, by the way. Yes, this was the end of that. Told Bob the plan to get him to give up immunity and voted out Crystal the one person she could beat. You know, fingers crossed for final two and she could win. Yeah, let's move on to the finale. This, show. Is, this, is, this is the last time they could use the idol, really? Yeah, they, they did it uh, wow. in the final six this time. Early yeah. one. I, I, like li- I like it. Me yeah, too. let's bring... It's the way it should be. Let's bring this... If we have to have forced fire making, the sugar idol rules should final always six. be effective. Now, as bad as it was, can we just acknowledge this moment in Survivor history where for the first time an idol has been theoretically played on somebody else? Yep. Um, first like, time that's happened. Todd planned to do it kind of with James in China, but, James but, you know, it never came to fruition. This is the first time that it genuinely happened. And, and, and you know, Maddie wasn't going home. 
so it didn't really matter, but... Right. No. But she wanted to make sure, just in case other people were, like, keeping her in the dark. Just and, in case. And plus, like, you know, use the idol. Yeah, use it. Yeah. On yourself. I would probably use it on myself. But whatever. Sugar gets no votes this entire season. It's crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one wants her to leave. The finale. Say goodbye to Gabon. Yes, please. Let's do that. Bye. Uh, Sugar wants to take Bob and Maddie to the end. <laughs> so, I have notes. And the note is, no, don't do that. And that is about it. Mm, who, are the, who are the two biggest threats left in the game? I want to go with them. Let's see. If if they tie on votes, then uh, they re-vote, but they can't vote for them, so they have to vote for me. This is just redundant. We're moving on. Yes. <laughs> Bob wins immunity. Shocker. Oh, I thought we were not doing redundant things, oh, Ryan. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so the vote, is it's going to be between Ken and Susie. Why not Maddie? It's a haul because the sugar. Someone spilled the sugar. Yep. This is just madness. This is madness. This is insane. So if, if if Bob doesn't win immunity, does he go home, or is there still like he no logic should. here? I think. I mean, should I think Ken, Susie, and Maddie might pull that off and knock out Bob? I feel like they might, but who knows? Yeah, yeah and and I will say I I don't hate the Kenny vote here because he is pretty well liked by everybody, and he is a threat at the end because people would be like everyone on the jury will remember how big of an underdog he was the entire game. So they have more of a whole scope perspective of where he started and where he ended up. I do think that Maddie may have been marginally better, but I don't think it's enough for me to knock anyone down. Or There are plenty of reasons to knock any decision that Sugar makes in this post-merge, but I'm okay with Kenny going here. It, it should have been Maddie. We're going to tribal council. Susie admits she's doing, she's not doing much talking and scheming with other people, because she, she's complaining like no one's telling me what to do, no no one's talking to me. Susie, how about you go talk to people? Initiate, be proactive here, and and talk about the right things because it seems like you talk a lot but not about the things that need to be talked about. I don't know. It Susie drives me insane. I think a lot of that might be edit just based on how people feel about her socially. She definitely reminds me of my mom. So, mom, if you're listening to this, all love. But, you know, it's a TV edit. And I can see that wearing people down. I, I don't know your mom that well, so I can't say anything. I'm not, no, 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 you guys don't have Hi, Derek's mom. You don't have to Thanks for listening. They don't, she doesn't have Spotify. <laughs> Ken calls out Bob for not giving up immunity, and Bob's like, well, you know, I was going to until you, you told. I found out that you were going to vote me out instead, so nope. <laughs> the whole switcheroo. Yeah. Reason and, number two why Kenny should not be sour grapes. Yeah. <laughs> when you get caught in a lie, just try and get past it, own it, and move on. He doesn't really do this. Yeah, he does the, the weird. He does, like, the third sleep. She's like, because uh, Jeff's like, oh, Kenny, did you get caught in a line? Kenny's like, no, I think that's fair. He gives me the idol and we vote him out. What else are we going to do? The man has a point. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> now, this is He's not, not wrong. Th- this is not an arithmetic problem, but there's something to do with math here. I don't know. <laughs> Points for honesty? Like, I guess. I don't, I don't see the problem here. He gives me immunity. We vote him out. It just makes sense. Like, he has to have known that when he made the deal. Why make such a stupid deal? So, Bob, you're going to give me immunity or what? <laughs> so, about that deal. <laughs> yeah. Jeff goes, hey, Bob, you going to give up immunity? I, th- I think I'm going to keep it. <laughs> Josh, who's your best player of the final five? I'm going to go with Bob, mostly just because he won immunity. And if he doesn't win, he's, I mean, he should go home i'm not gonna say he would have gone home but he should be going home if he doesn't win immunity so he saved himself yeah i think it's bob 
Yeah, and plus making Kenny look bad in front of the jury was pretty good. I liked that. Uh, how about worst player? It, th- there's not a whole lot here, but I'll still I'll, I'll give it to Susie uh, just because Maddie probably would have been a better choice over Ken. I had Susie as well, and I think it was more for the comments that she's kind of riding coattails and she's left out, and then how she's throwing a little bit of a pity party back at camp for not being told anything. These are holes that you dig yourself and you have to find your own way out of them. So even if she maybe theoretically wasn't the worst, the edit certainly gave us that she was. Yeah. And I, I mean, those same those same comments really carry over into the final three. Yeah. When you just get this huge, long commentary from her uh, mm-hmm. and about just basically her whining yep. about her win. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's easy. So... All three of us lose our winner picks. Rip. Derek, at the final four, who did you switch to? Oh, there's no hesitation. Bob. And there were two reasons. One, because Bob has gone on an immunity run. So I just assume that he can win his way to the final three, and he's got the numbers on the jury to take it home. Number two, Sugar is in love with him, and Sugar is chaotic good. So I want to make it known that you asked me, like what I think was going to go down at the final five. Derek and, predicted the final five. He and, called his shot perfectly. And I, I told him, I think Kenny goes home five. And then I think that Bob is going to make it into the final three and end up winning. And then I just kind of said, and I think sugar might force it to go to fire and he will beat Maddie. Maddie will go home in fourth place and he will win the season. I couldn't believe it when he said this, I had to keep a straight face. And I think I did a pretty good job, but in my head, I was just like, you gotta be effing kidding. No, now in my head, like my head cannon was Bob wins immunity to get in. I didn't think that Sugar was actually going to pull the stupid and yeah, <laughs> fire make are. him into the final three. <laughs> so sometimes you just throw up a half court. <laughs> so Derek's got Bob. Josh, who's your new winner pick? When I was first watching this, I had zero idea what was going on at this point. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, I really had no idea who was going to win. But I, I, I do remember being on Team Maddie here. Yeah, Bob can make it, but he still shouldn't. He still shouldn't <laughs> make it to the end. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Maddie as my winner pick. So this is based off when I was a kid. I picked Bob mostly because he reminded me of Bill Nye, the science guy. Yeah. I, I stand by it just because I feel like he's got the stronger edit than Maddie. And Maddie is, like I said, he's the sane man in this this chaos, but he hasn't done anything besides be Jim from The Office and look, look directly at the camera and be like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he he's a great point of view, but he hasn't done much beyond that. Mm-hmm. Bob has done stuff, so I, I, I like the Bob pick. And Bob has the underdog story. Yeah. All right, final four, Fallen Comrades, moving on. We have the House of Cards Immunity Challenge, um, which, you guys, you guys have any bets on who's going to win this final immunity challenge? You know, you'd think it'd be the physics guy. Yeah. No, it's Susie. And I and I specifically remember like watching this and being like, what is Bob doing? Like he has this yeah. massive base of a like a building and he gets nowhere. I think the move for this is you have to build like a square shaped house of cards. That's the most successful I've seen. I would be horrible at this challenge. Yeah. Otherwise you run out too. Like if you try to like have a giant structure that has a lot of support, you're not gonna have enough cards. So you might as well just go fastest way up. So Susie wins and saves herself. Why she needed to save herself. Why she needed to save herself is the question of the episode. It's not why anyone did anything else. It's not how Bob was horrible at the first, like, true physics challenge since bocce ball off a hill. It's Susie's the biggest target here. Why? Why? Can someone explain this? Why? Because I can't. 
Nope. So when they get back to camp, Susie will not shut up about how awesome it is to win, and she's just annoying everyone. Like, I can't believe I did it. 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 Times infinity. Oh, my God. And everyone's sick of it. How often do we need to talk about the supercut, you guys? This edit was fair. I've given up on saying, like, the edit is making her look bad because they had, like, five minutes of tape. Don't do this. Like, Bob snaps her a little bit, which, you know, he's, he's going home. He's just annoyed. He's got a 0% chance of making it to the end. He's a little, he's a little pissed off about it, This right? is jury management stuff right here, Susie. Come on. Shut up. Sugar decides she doesn't want Bob to leave and decides, like, hey, Bob, let's force a tie with Maddie and you'll make fire. And that's the, that's the only way that's right. <laughs> you know, if she wanted to be, like, a true hero here, she would have told Maddie, too, like, hey, you two should go practice. If she wanted to be a real hero here, she'd have everyone vote for her. Sure, why not? And then it would be a Bob, Maddie, and Susie final three. Exactly what everybody predicted. Tribal Council, two votes for Bob, two votes for Maddie. Bob wins the fire-making challenge. Maddie's In a blowout. Of, in a blowout. <laughs> in a blowout. Maddie, should, Maddie gets knocked out of the game. It should have been Bob. Sugar should have voted for Bob. Susie and Maddie did the right thing. Sugar didn't. And I'm, I'm, done. I'm about done. Oh, here's the thing, though. Yes, it probably should have been Bob, but heads like if you think of it, heads up, who wins between Bob and Maddie? Because Bob almost lost to Susie. So I did the math on this, and it depends on who goes with them, because it it is a seven person jury, eight possible people technically, and (laughs) it's a four four split. You got to take one person off, and then you have your winner. So who knows? I have tied statistically tied. Maddie's probably better in the final trouble council. Bob's got the better resume. For this particular group of three, I think you need to take out Bob simply because the Onion Alliance layeth Baron in the game and layeth a plenty yeah. on the jury. Yeah. So, like, call that a known quantity, but I'm pretty sure those are the four votes that Bob gets. Yeah. And that's exactly why, arithmetically, you need to take Bob out. That's four. <laughs> Take a drink every time Derek says arithmetically. Yeah. I don't I mean, want to die. I mean, grant, like, I grant, granted, Jeff is going to be like, oh, who would have voted for Maddie? And like five people yeah. raised their hands. Like, I, but, you know, that is results-oriented thinking, and I get that that has a place in, in observance and in studying how survivors should be played, especially social game, jury management, the like. But it has to be Bob, I think. I, I, I think I truly believe that it has to be. Based on the information they had, I think it had to be Bob. Yes. No one could have known Bob's going to give the worst... Uh, winning Tribal Council performance of all time. No one could have predicted that, but we're here. Josh, you get for best player. I had a really hard time with this. Yep. I actually still don't have anything written down because I I I, I really couldn't decide. I I feel like I have to go with Bob just because he defended himself in fire making, but that's really it. I want to throw in that like the fire making, and then he he built this relationship with Sugar. Yep. And this is like, here's the credit you get for doing that. Yeah. But that didn't happen in this episode. And that and that's why I had such trouble with this, because it didn't happen in this episode. So, like, any progression... First, he should be going home. But any progression of him doing... Uh, 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 getting into the final three was almost none of him. It was all someone else. Yep. For who knows why. You know, Survivor oftentimes is a game of opportunity. And you know what? Sugar was a walking, talking opportunity in this game. She was moving pieces that she shouldn't be moving. She was using logic she shouldn't have been using. It wasn't even logical. And Bob was the ultimate beneficiary. And and we should talk about why this is happening. Sugar's dad passed away shortly before uh, she went on the season. 
she had not, you know, you don't really get over that kind of thing, but, you know, she was still processing it clearly very, she's crying almost the entire season. I mean, we saw what happened with Tina just a couple of seasons ago with the loss of her son. Yeah, so obviously, you know, it's tough, and Bob reminded her a lot of her father, so latched onto that, understandable, totally, can't imagine what she's going through. So that's why just circumstances, terrible circumstances benefited Bob. Sure. As Survivor consultants, we still can't say that this is the right move no. to win the million. We can just say that we understand why some things might be happening. Yeah, totally. And honestly, we don't even know. Maybe, maybe part of the reason uh, Sugar flips at the last moment to create the tie is because Susie was being so annoying and rubbing <laughs> it in Bob's face a little bit that she won the challenge. Even if that's not how she intended it, we already know it just takes a little bit for uh, sugar, sugar to feel like sugar someone's sugar. getting bullied. Mm-hmm. Sugar to go full sugar. It's very possible. So you had Bob. Yep. I had Bob. Yeah, it's it's Bob for seizing the opportunity. How about worst player? I, I have sugar, even though she... It really... It doesn't matter. It, like, it, it doesn't matter what she does. She's not going to win. So it's hard to give her the worst player of the episode. I'm still going to give it to her. <laughs> um, Same. But it, 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 it really doesn't matter at this point for her. I would like to hand out, and I know it. Like we, we can't really do this. I'd like to hand out a little bit of a dishonorable mention to Maddie. I know he's voted out. But when you're on a season with Sugar, expect the unexpected. Never assume that you are safe in this environment when you have someone like Sugar that you're playing with. And he said it in the reunion show, I think it was, that he's just like, I thought there was no chance that I was going home. I thought I was safe. Uh, I thought so, it was a no-brainer to vote out, Bob. Because <clears throat> it was. It was. So <laughs> a no-brainer. Maybe, maybe just like make sure that everything's still, still good and that there's no logical reason that you should be going home. And yeah. practice fire. It's Sugar. I can't condone this. <laughs> yeah. Josh. You just lost your winner pick again. That I did. So going into the final three, who is your winner pick? It was reluctantly Bob. <laughs> Normally I remember who who I would uh, think would, would win going in. Uh, it was Bob when I was first watching, mainly because I was sick of sugar and I didn't really get why Susie was still there. So it, it was more of just like, a, I, I guess it's going to be Bob. Sure. Here we yeah, go. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Final trouble council. This is the worst. We're going to go through parts of it, but this is just nonsense, basically. There's at least a little to learn, There's a I guess, lot, to, uh, on what not to do. Yeah, <laughs> this is all what not to do, basically. Susie says she tried and gained confidence in herself. That's her opening statement. Sure. Bob said he played hard and tried to make everyone's lives easier. Okay. Sugar actually probably is the best opening statement, and this is the peak of her final trouble count. It's all downhill from here, folks. She admits to lying. She's like, hey, I found the idol like within a day of being there. I didn't need it. Uh, I never received a vote. Spend a ton of time on my own. I spend more time in exile than anywhere else. And, like, I'm still here. That's, you know, pretty cool. All valid points, Sugar. Well done. Yep. You can't possibly blow it now. Yeah, she does end it with saying something like good game or whatever it thanks was. Thanks for playing. Thanks or, for yeah, playing. Yeah, to the, to the jury, like, thanks for playing. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, but that's kind of backhanded. Maybe. You, you, you I, like, I like it. It's, oh, it's great to watch, but I would never say that. <laughs> Charlie wants to know why the uh, the girls think they should win, and uh, Sugar says maybe she shouldn't. Whoops. <laughs> well, guess what? Remember the bar that I've uh, basically given to Colby saying, like, you can't go any lower than telling people that you shouldn't win? All right, well, we've matched that now. We've oh, matched it. We're tied. Colby, I'm going to give the worst Tribal Council performance of all time. Sugar, hold my beer. <laughs> he also wants to know, uh, he wants Bob to admit that he enjoyed their cuddling sessions in the shelter more than he cared to admit. And Bob's just like, you know what, Charlie, you're a great guy. I love you. And you're really warm. I don't really care. <laughs> it was great. 
Good job. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. It was just funny. It's really hilarious. Crystal calls Susie a coat rider and says Bob was controlled by sugar. And Bob's like, yeah, I was. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. <laughs> there were moves you made. Talk about them. Maybe, maybe, idol. And maybe you talk your way into it that you were controlling sugar because kind of, I mean, like you, you weren't because no one really controls sugar a whole lot, but like you knew what she was doing. So, so like use that. You need to be able to go in and be cutthroat. So one, I made two of the best fake idols in existence and both of them had influence on the game. Neither of those just got thrown away. I, a 57 year old man won three individual immunities and against her better judgment sugar brought me to the final three so don't tell me that i didn't do anything you can you can criticize my game for its flaws but don't tell me i did nothing but no bob's just be like yeah i didn't do anything that's not true bob <laughs> ken brings up the deal with bob and bob is just like yeah you know you were gonna turn on me and i i so i decided not to go through the deal because i didn't want to get voted out and Kenny's like, there's no way I want you here, Bob. <laughs> Shut up, Kenny. Yeah, this is very Lexish, very honest. It felt like James in Micronesia a little bit when he was talking to Poverty. Like, what did you want to hear? Like, the he told the truth. Whatever. Sour grapes are sour grapes. Maybe if anything mentioned that, like, the exact reason was that sugar came up and, and like, had mentioned it. Just maybe, like, subtly throw sugar under the bus there, even there, more. I, I like that. Be like, well, sugar told me your plan. So, I mean, if you want to hate me for it. If you want to be mad at anyone, be mad at her. <laughs> Corinne says she will vote for Susie if she agrees to have her vocal cords removed. Ah, uh, yes. She Say de- yes. She declines. I don't think it's legally binding. <laughs> say yes. This is easy. This, is, this you... is where you just say like yes and like give her a wink or something. <laughs> sure. This happens with Yule. They're like, can you not explain this answer? Just give me a yes or a no. If someone says I will vote for you if you give me a yes or a no, give them what they want. The game is not over yet. It's not legally binding. No. So it's just, not. just say yes. She asks Bob to get nasty and say why she doesn't like, uh, or why Bob doesn't like Susie or Sugar. And basically comes down to like how the way they treat left and Randy on his way out the door. Good enough. It's, it's fine. I feel like it could have taken it like a step further, but it, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, and finally she just proceeds to tear Sugar a new one. And it's, it's pretty epic. Just rip Sugar apart. It's mean. I think it's hilarious, but that's just because... I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm me. I mean, personally, I think Corinne crossed the line. You know, oh, it's definitely over the line. I don't know for whatever reason it makes it Corinne more endearing to me. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. She's she's genuine. She's genuine. You, you you know who she is. Yeah, and I mean that's all fine and dandy. I wasn't a huge fan of it, just given the circumstances, especially since it directly related to a very serious event. And like, it doesn't matter how much you hate someone, and she really hates sugar. Yeah, I can't. Tell anyone to do this on Survivor. It's a bad look. I, I wouldn't even say like for like personal image or things that might come across on TV, but just being a good human being. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it's just not something that I can condone. Sure. Uh, and I, I do like Corinne, but it's not something that I can really respect. I think it's fair. I don't think she cares. Oh no, she right. does, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, she she doesn't care. If she heard this podcast, she'd be like, yeah, well, fantastic. You know, I yeah. I don't. Why, why do I care what you think? And that's she, fine. That's, that's, why I, that, that's one of the things I do like about her is yeah. that she she doesn't care. She doesn't care what people think. Yeah. She'd, I, be, she'd be quick to point out our Twitter follower count. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, and we'd be like, yeah, that's fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the shout out, Corinne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's pretty epic. And Sugar gives her the finger. Fair. 
Another very famous Survivor gif, I might add. Never has there been a more deserved middle finger. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for all of the bad things that Sugar did in the final Tribal Council, I don't think this is one of them. I think this is just kind of like, a, yeah, well, I'm clearly not getting your vote. Marcus criticizes Susie for not being a role model. Go to hell, Marcus. Yeah, nope, 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 nope. You know, weird. This was so, like, I felt like this was so out of character from Marcus, but maybe we just didn't, maybe he just got booted too early. Here's the thing. We hear this sometimes. Uh, you know, you're, you say you're, you're a mother and you love working with kids and you want to be a role model for all the girls out there. You know what we never hear? Hey, you want to be a role model for all the guys out there. I think this is just this is sexist. Bringing this kind of thing up, you you hold women to this like they have to be a role model for all women while they play Survivor, but guys can be as conniving as they want. This is BS. This is some. This is. I think this is just blatant sexism. And you know what? What if he had made it to the end? Would people be bringing up his Hippocratic oath? You know, to do no wrong. There, Doctor Doctor Marcus. These are the worst jury stump speeches. Like. I hated Corinne's. She crossed the line, but within the context of Survivor, you know, not crossing like that life barrier, border, whatever. This is the worst dumb speech, and every time we get it, I just hate it. You know, no one is here to be a role model. You can take that idea and shove it. Like, if you want to be a role model on how to play Survivor, yeah, you can be a good a role model. That's uh, teach little kids how to play Survivor correctly, and they can win a million dollars. That's what we should be here to do. Uh, this is garbage, and Marcus, you're garbage. Okay, Marcus, you're not garbage. You're probably a nice guy, but you can take this attitude and shove it. I still want to know who watches Survivor and thinks to themselves, yeah, I'm going to play that with integrity. Sugar. Uh, no, she, <laughs> I don't, she didn't. I don't, I don't even think Sugar. And Sugar will, will, will not, will, you know, she's like, I lied. I did things. Yeah. So, yeah, not even sure. Anybody who comes into this game with, like, the idea of integrity has clearly not watched enough Survivor and shouldn't be on TV. Marcus also wants to know why Bob didn't make his own strategic moves. He wrote strategic coattails. And Bob says, I didn't need to. Okay, but you did. But, but you did. And you also, you, not only did you need to, but you did it. Bob, you're, you're selling yourself so short. I would say, and, and, and even if you don't think, I mean, because yes, you did make strategic moves, but even if you think that you didn't, have that be a, I didn't really need to, and I also did all these other things. I had a great social game, and I won how many immunities? Like, add on to those things so that you can say, or at least explain a little bit, even if you're wrong, about why you might not have needed to make as many plays. It's easier to be strategic when you're not fighting for your literal life every single tribal council. Bob didn't have a lot of wiggle room, and the one time that I think that he did was Final Four, because he can't vote for himself and sugar is sugar. Any other time, and everybody but sugar would have voted him out. Yep. So, like, he was so close to giving a fairly good answer, but saying, like, oh, I didn't ever need to. You should be like, I didn't have an opportunity, and yet somehow I still managed to work a couple but things in here. that doesn't work, because he, he did need to do, be strategic, and he was at points with the fake idols. Yes. Uh, whatever. Randy wants to know if sugar and Bob just, like, didn't want his vote. And sugar's like, well, you're, you're a jackass. And doesn't care. Um, Bob, Bob does apologize, and he, he's like, I chewed everyone out when I got back, if that makes it better. And and Susie and uh, Sugar both kind of nodded in agreement. Yep. I, I think, think this, this I, was his best answer. I, I think this might have been the game, honestly. Yep. I think he could have done better, but it, it's what wins it for him. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, this is another checkbox in Sugar's uh, don't do. So now you said I probably shouldn't win, and also basically like, yeah, don't vote for me. Randy was willing to vote for Sugar. He said it in his, like, pre-Final Trouble Council little confessional. It's wild. Finally, uh, Maddie wants to know why Susie deserves to win more than the others. Susie just starts naming her own faults. 
Like, oh, I have faults too. You know, I talk too much. Blah 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 blah. It's like, Susie, why? <laughs> and Randy's just dying inside. It's really funny. But basically, it, it ends up. Uh, he asks Bob, "Why do the girls deserve to win more than you?" And Bob's like, "They don't." Boom. Love this answer. I, th- I think this is a lot like that question in a job interview. Like, what would you say your biggest weakness is? This is a trap question, and it's basically like, how do you respond to it? And that it's kind of the same thing here. But Bob's like, I don't have any weaknesses. Bold move, Cotton. Yeah. And Maddie does not vote for Bob. So clearly this is not the answer Maddie wanted. Maddie would I, not I, have hired Bob. <laughs> I don't think that Maddie would have voted for anybody but Susie yeah. at that point. He might have considered voting for like a sugar if he hadn't just been backstabbed by her for no reason. Yeah, it's pretty fresh Yeah, for, for Maddie in his defense. So they go vote. Randy shouts that they can all kiss his ass when he votes, and then they all laugh. Channels is in her uh, crystal. Yep. It ends up being four votes for Bob, three votes for Susie, zero votes for Sugar. And this is one of my most vivid Survivor memories. Uh, when this aired, I think I was in eighth grade. Oh, no, ninth grade. And I was at home. I was watching with my family. And my dad almost came unglued. Uh, because uh, he's like, if, if Susie wins, I will never watch Survivor again. Uh, one vote for Bob. Three votes for Susie in a row. And he's like, that's it. If this happens, he's like walking out of the room. He's like at the edge of the room in the doorway just watching TV. I'm like, I'm never going to watch Survivor again. And then we get the three Bob, three more Bob votes. And Bob wins. And he sits back down. But I'll always remember that. This, episode, this season almost killed my dad's love for Survivor. Hey, <laughs> One vote. Your, your dad and Jeff have this in common. Yeah. <laughs> So, in the past, we've asked the question, did the right person win the game? We decided to change the question, who would we have voted for? Yeah. So, gentlemen, who would you have voted for? <sighs> I, <laughs> I think I would, I would have voted for Bob. He had a really weak final tribal, but I'm, I usually try not to lean on the final tribal at all uh, if I would actually be in the game. Socially, I think he destroys the other two athletically or in challenges he had won more so good job for Susie she won too but but Bob still still wins there and then strategically even if he doesn't want to admit it for some reason he doesn't want to admit it but he he actually did things throughout the game to save himself they're really minor here and there but but it wasn't zero and a lot of the other two were either zero or negative <laughs> so I don't think it's actually that close uh, that it, I would have voted for Bob I don't know how hot of a take this is, but I think that based on what I've seen, I might have voted for a sugar. Now, let me tell you why. I've given her worst player of the episode many times in this post-merge, but if you look at who actually had the most influence on the game, like, and let's also say that, you know, we can toss final tribal council maybe out the window a little bit, uh, because you know, if you get to see an entire thing, it's not all about the conclusion, but sugar got sent to exile five times in a row. Four of the people who were doing that to her were sitting on the jury. And somehow she was able to come back and, like, best them all. Awesome. I think that's really cool. I really respect someone who can get all the way to the end and get no votes. Now, where it gets hard, where I can't say for sure that I would have voted for a sugar, is that there are two reasons you get no votes. One, because no one ever thought about you and you were playing such a great under-the-radar game and you were so influential... Or you were super annoying and everyone wanted to make it to the end with you because they knew that they could beat you because nobody liked you. Unfortunately, I think that that would have been how I felt had I been on the season with this cast because it seems pretty universal that not many people got on well with Sugar. But based on the edit we got on television, let me let me make that clear. I'd have voted for Sugar. Even with that Final Trouble Council? 
even with the final tribal council, because I understand that not everyone can articulate exactly what's going on, but she drove everything. And you've got this five foot two pinup model getting no votes, going to exile, getting the idol, managing successfully to flip several times and still getting people to rely on her for information. The fact that she made it to the end is huge. It's, it's incredible, honestly. So based on the TV edit, even with the final tribal council performance, I'd have given it to Sugar. I think she at least deserved a vote. She definitely dominated the game the most with like enforcing her will on the season. Correct. However, I don't reward people who make the bad moves with their domination. So I'm going to give it to Bob. Uh, best physical game, uh, clear best social game. Strategic game, technically, like, it's a weird one. Like, the person with the most strategic chops is Sugar, but all of her moves were bad. So, therefore, Bob has the next most amount of strategic chops, and most more of his moves were good. So, Bob, I guess. Uh, yeah, Bob, it, I think it's a clear choice that's Bob, but I, like, I can kind of understand where you're coming from with Sugar. It, I think it's, it, it's, a, it's a confluence of factors. So, that final three, we already discussed it. It's pretty inept on yeah. the whole. So, I think I want to vote for someone who left the biggest footprint on the game, who undoubtedly is Sugar. Yeah. I mean, say what you will, she, despite being the shortest... Had the biggest footprint. She might be taller than Susie. Maybe she is taller than Susie. Whatever. Point being, I, I would have had to respect it at this point because this season was a whole lot of weirdness. Um, so, like, it wasn't going to be a, a conventional winner regardless. I do believe Sugar could have won if she'd had a better final trouble console. I think people's minds were already made up on, on, on her. I, I don't know about, like, their final votes that they're made up, but I think their their minds were made up on her going in and and that's and that's just a social thing and this is all outside based on the tv edit though i would agree with you because that was the biggest issue i'm I'm curious how consistent you're going to be with this well i i don't think it's going to matter much because we only have one more train wreck season ever pretty much so there there isn't much more consistency to be had i i feel like Derek is still not considering the social side enough to be fair the edit did not present Sugar that and, way. And I, and I did lace everything I right know, now. I was pretty annoyed with her when I watched my first time. Yeah, but she <laughs> she was beloved at the time by the audience. And so, that was not how she was and, perceived and, by the and I, and I already did acknowledge that she seemed to be pretty universally disliked. But based on what I got to see, which is all I can base my you know fictitious vote on, right. I'm going to give it to the, the least inept person, which weirdly enough was sugar just by having an effect on the game she was competent at being bad at survivor yeah like if that makes any sense so now that begs the question sugar's gonna play again do you want to see it <laughs> yeah i actually i actually honestly do i don't know if she would be able to go in and play a different social game maybe she could be a little bit more self-aware certainly come back when you're not so emotionally vulnerable and hopefully this time when you come back you don't get sent to exile for like five straight votes and basically lose like 10 days building social bonds with your fellow castaways. That's a tough draw being sent to exile five times in a row. I I remember being pretty done with her (laughs) my first time watching. So I'm good without her. I'm also good without her. I think she's very annoying. So I'm good. I don't want her back. I'm actually pretty surprised that she was beloved now that you're saying that just because I, I was very much over her by the end of the season, my, my first time watching. So it's that's that's yeah. really confusing to me. Uh, I don't get it either, man. Reunion show's pretty good. Jeff spends the entire show just dunking on everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Randy is hysterical at the reunion show. And Bob wins the fan favorite award. It's it's a solid reunion show. 
It's all right, yeah. That's fine. It's a com. It's a comedy. It is certainly <laughs> sure Gabon uh, in terms of reunion shows. Jeff tries to wingman for Kenny. It, it's a weird show. Like nobody asked for this. I'm glad we got it though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's wrap this season up. Best and worst player of the season. We can only give this award out to the nine people who made the merge. So, Derek, who do you have for best player of the season? Uh, maybe another weird one. I actually say Maddie, because I think that Maddie makes it to final three if Sugar isn't Sugar. And Maddie would have won. He managed to play Sane Man and let all of these weird things go on around him while still building a good rapport with the jury. He did pretty well in the pre merge, and they had an opportunity to take out Bob, which means that like he wasn't a part of a group that was waiting too long to make the right move. He was just the victim of Sugar. So I actually fell on Maddie because at least he had some strategic chops. He certainly had the physical chops, just not as much as Bob. Uh, and he had the social game. So he's the most complete player. And if not for Sugar, he wins. I, I'm going to give it to Kenny. Like, he makes one horrifically bad move. But I think overall, on average, he was the most competent person out there. Strategically, pretty sound. Uh, I think he was definitely the best strategic player on the board. I think, yeah, I, I, everyone who made the merge, I think he's never won strategically. I would agree. Physically, he's good. He won a challenge. Socially, everyone liked him except Bob. That's because he tried a, 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 a big swing with Bob and missed. Yeah, besides his one just horrific torpedo, I think Ken's the best player of the season. Yeah, I, I struggled with this just because I really would want to give it to basically the first people voted out after the merge. But I don't think you can really do that. Just because, one, we we saw very little from them. So it's all just based off of a few little actions that they had on, like, through the edit. And also they got bested <laughs> by, the, by the rest of these people. That being said, everyone remaining after the first few vote-outs are very, very flawed. Uh, oh, yeah. So it... It, that's what makes it the the most difficult for me. Uh, I also landed on Ken uh, as, as my best, mainly just because he had some strategic moves with only one or two hiccups there. That that's the best that I can do with it. I do think that I would probably place like Bob as my number two, just because he was able to survive through the end, and he did have some some sort of moves there as well. <laughs> so when I was considering like. Kenny being or Ken or Kenny being the most strategic player on the season. My big thing about being a great strategic player is your ability to play from the bottom and the top. And the second Kenny found himself at the top, he kind of fell apart. True. And that hubris got to him. Maddie was really consistent kind of throughout, and I and I greatly appreciated that about him. And I think that Maddie's game is one that could transcend into another game where I think that now Kenny, the jig is kind of up. People could watch his season. They're like, aha, you're manipulative. And they'll watch Bob and be like, oh, you're more of a physical threat than you you're, you are at first sight. We can vote you out. Whereas like Maddie, yeah, he's a returning player potentially, right? But how do you... Maddie does seem like the type of person that if he would return for another season, that he'd be kind of that under-the-radar guy who would just catapult into the end because no one knows his game. I, I did consider him. Overall, there just wasn't enough there. Yeah, uh, I did like, not like, him. Yeah, great social game. Great social game. That's, that's about it. That's it. That's all he's got. He's um, I, I Just because there's nothing there. He has nothing physically. He didn't win a single challenge. Like He's not a nothing physically, but he didn't win a single challenge. Susie did better in challenges than him. Maddie didn't win anything, so like you got to get on the board for me to consider you for physical points. And then, it, so socially he was good. Strategically, he was not good. He didn't. See, he'd never seen Survivor, so no, I didn't even consider Maddie. Uh, how about worst player of the season, guys? Who you got? 
I add crystal, okay. not not sugar. Part of this is me trying to remain consistent with who I would have voted for in the final three, and I've decided that this cast is so. I mean, I, I should say like the late game cast is so inept that I'm just like whoever had the biggest imprint I want to win. But Crystal made everybody so frustrated with her socially. And I mean, that was kind of the first domino where Sugar took her out because she was being a bully. Yeah, Sugar ends up flipping a couple times and making some moves that were really questionable. But this is kind of the first one. And Crystal also kind of stumbled her way through the pre-merge with, yeah, I mean, I understand Fong slash Fang, they were a train wreck. And that's not entirely Crystal's fault, but she didn't do a lot to help that situation either. So if you look at the game as a whole, if you look at it in just the post-merge for as long as she was there, she was the first victim of the of her being in the majority alliance when they finally flipped on themselves. It's hard to argue with the results at some point, and it seems that nobody really got on with Crystal very well. I'm going with Sugar. You know, you can control as much of the game as you want. If you're making bad moves knowingly, you become the worst player of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think you're being a little too contrarian. It, sugar seems like a very very obvious choice. Yes, it, it's there. So I think I think you're trying to find a couple of reasons not to pick her and ignoring all the other things that should put her as the worst person, like worst player of the season. Probably. And, and and I will say, like Crystal, not good. No, not good. Uh, she'd be my number two. I, I think Crystal would be probably your guys' worst on a couple other seasons of Survivor. I'd have Crystal above Susie still. So I'd, I'd have Crystal as the third worst player of the season. Interesting. Sugar, yeah. she. The the thought, I guess, is there on the strategic side like we, like we talked about. But she actively torpedoed her game and was more just forcing a narrative for the season instead of trying to win the season. You're not even trying to win Survivor at that point. So I, I don't know how I can't give you... The worst player yeah, of the season. Like definition. You're not trying to win Survivor. They're free the worst player. Yeah. <laughs> she did have the worst final tribal council performance all of time. all time. I still felt like her ability to imprint on the game gives her chops above someone who kind of coattailed and didn't really do anything else. So that was where I fell on Crystal. That being said, I don't hate you guys for picking Sugar as the worst. I totally get it, and I understand that I probably can't defend myself too well. Maybe not even from the masses. All right, let's wrap this thing up and move on from Gabon. Let's say goodbye to Gabon. Uh, Jeff Watch, anything? The only big thing about Jeff, we touched on it in the pre-merge. Jeff seems so checked out this season, especially with his uh, cutaways and his interludes and his openings when he's trying to, like, recap what happened in prior episodes or when he's talking about Kenny doing certain things during the reunion show or whatever. Ugh. It just bothered me. This is probably Jeff at his worst hosting performance. I, I would agree with that, and it, it was a bummer to see. Weather report? You know, nothing too much on the weather. They didn't have a lot for rain. Uh, they didn't seem to have too many problems with water on this particular Africa season, but just going back, we had some crazy wildlife, and this doesn't count, but the challenges were really cool because the landscape and the, the geography was really cool here. So on location, I think this was really cool, but as for difficulty, I think maybe somewhere in the middle. I think one of the easiest seasons we've had so far. I'm not going to say, like, super, super duper easy because, I mean, food wasn't a plenty. Sure. But, like, you know, easy, like, middle tier but on the easier side. If you're looking at that bell curve, we're, we're towards the easier side. All right, Josh. You are our memorability consultant. You decide what is the most memorable moment of each uh, season. For the pre-merge, uh, you had Marcus throwing the idol in the water as the most memorable moment of the pre-merge. 
How about the post-merge? What would you say is the most memorable moment of the post-merge? Uh, so the, there really isn't a whole lot as, as far as memorable moments. There are a couple, though. I have the fake idols by Bob. I have the infamous GIF from right away in the merge episode. And uh, another big one that really stands out is more just the uniqueness of this winner. Bob is someone who I would never expect to win the game of Survivor going in. Uh, and especially throughout the entire season. It's not... It's you completely write him off because it's like, ah, he's the old guy. He great to have around, but he's going to get out at some point. But he wins. I will ask for any any other nominations that you guys can think of. No, but if I had to throw a vote down, it'd be on the GIF. <laughs> if I had to throw a vote down, it'd be on specifically Randy playing the fake idol and finding out it's fake. That moment, like Randy's like, oh, expression. That would be my pick. I would also choose the fake idols from the post merge if you wanted more. Uh, pick a specific moment with the idols. I flash in between Bob making it when he's on uh, Exile Island, because I can just picture the uh, the face and like the resin and everything that he used, because it's just mind-blowing that he's able to actually put that together. And then also, Randy just, just getting destroyed with it. It's, it's hard to pick the GIF. I really want to pick the GIF, but... It's almost like that stands out outside of the season. Sure. Uh, it, it was really great to watch it through uh, my first time and being able to recognize it and just freaking out. And I'm pretty sure I snapped Ryan about yeah. it, too. Oh, yeah. So so that's definitely very, very, very memorable. But the idols have such a big impact on the game as well uh, that they're hard to forget. So overall, final answer? Yep. Bob's fake idol, uh, specifically to the one to Randy and, and how he makes it. All right. I like it. I, I agree. I like it. Not that my vote matters, but I just want to yeah, say good job. Stamp Josh. of approval. That's all I need. All right. Last thing we have to do is the season rankings. <laughs> this is, I'm really interested to see where this goes. Um, I'll go first. Here's my order from best to worst. Palau, Pearl Islands, Vanuatu, Micronesia, China, Borneo, the Amazon, Fiji, Guatemala, Panama, Africa, the Australian Outback, and then Gabon coming in at 13th place for Gabon within uh, below that Marquesas, Cook Islands, All-Stars, Thailand. I'll go second. Favorite to least favorite. I am at Micronesia number one, followed by China, Palau, Pearl Islands, Amazon, Vanuatu, Guatemala, Australia, Fiji, Panama, Borneo, and coming in at number 12, I'm sliding Gabon right in. And then Africa, Cook Islands, All-Stars, Marquesas, and Thailand. So I've got it right next to uh, the original Africa, keeping it company. When I was rating this one, this is how I rate every season. I look at Borneo first. And I go, do I like it better or worse than Borneo? And that's my first benchmark. And I was like, I like Borneo better than this one. And then I looked down and saw Africa. And I'm like, oh, but I liked it better than Africa. So it kind of fell perfectly right in there. And for mine, top to bottom, uh, I have number one, China, Pearl Islands, Micronesia, Palau, Amazon, Vanuatu, Borneo, Australia, Guatemala, Fiji, Panama, Africa, Cook Islands, and then Gabon. 14 overall out of 17 right now, uh, followed by Marquesas, All-Stars, and Thailand. Knew it was going to be above the bottom three for me, but I, I do like Cook Islands and Africa more than Gabon, mostly just because I think that Gabon, I wouldn't blame anyone for watching this season, but it's not really one that I would watch twice. I, I think it, it it's a good single watch, Sure, but the rewatchability, I don't really... There really isn't, really isn't anything there for me, whereas like something like a Cook Islands, like I could see myself watching a second time. I would be interesting how I would feel about this on the rewatch, and I'm sure I could shuffle this around a little bit. So this is the third time I'm seeing Gabon. 
and like the first time I watched it, I was just like, all right, cool. I want, I, you know, are there clues to Bob's win? Nope. <laughs> no, there's not. He's barely there. So this is just a weird one to rewatch because everything that you think would happen doesn't happen. It's just like, oh, you think you would understand Survivor? LOL. Here comes Sugar. going to flip the table. It's something. Uh, but we're done with Gabon. Goodbye. Moving on to season 18, Token Sheets is up next. And I don't think I know anything. Uh, and, and Ryan, you're usually pretty good at not giving me anything. But are there any players that I might be vaguely familiar with? You've or have seen three of these people play before. I've seen three. <laughs> One and a fourth you have heard of. Really? Yep. Uh, are we finally going to get a coach sighting? Maybe. He has to play a lot in between now and what I haven't seen. So maybe. We, we shall see. We'll see but, if coach finally makes his grand entrance into Survivor. But... Three of these people you have seen play before. All right, all right. Full disclosure, I don't think I know who wins 18. I don't know if they were on 40. I, I really don't know anything. But when I watch episode one, I will disclose everything that I know. All right, I'm excited. I like Token Sheens. Yeah, I, I remember liking it. I'm, I'm excited to, to watch a few episodes from it. Good cast, Good if cast. I remember correctly. All right, uh, guys, anything else? I got nothing. Good. All right, you can follow us at CastawayPod on Twitter, Remember, five stars, please and thank you. I think that's it. Otherwise, this has been the Cast Week Consultants. Got nothing else for you. Good night. <laughs>